Hi, you're listening to The Self Sessions with me, Marissa McCallum. I'm a body and mindset coach, social entrepreneur and writer. I hope you discover what you want, decide how to go for it and feel like you deserve it. In this space, we will explore all things life and what it means to be human. Sometimes it'll just be me, sometimes not. Perhaps I'll bring along some friends or a fantastic guest to open up the conversation. But in all cases, each episode will be delivered with one single intention and my mantra for life, wishing only love. Let's get started. Uh, Today, I've invited the amazing Chloe Dean on to chat with me about her life as a professional dancer and choreographer. And we're going to be talking about how she's witnessed imposter syndrome showing up in the creative space. She's also my biological sister. We are related, so you're allowed to say that we we look similar. (laughs) And she is the artistic director of Myself UK Dance Company, which is an all-female collective of strong hip-hop dancers. Let's get her online. Let's talk from me. (laughs) (laughs) Great joy to be had. Hello, little sister. How are you? Hello, little sister. How are you? So good to see you. Thank you so much for joining me. I know you're crazy, crazy busy. So we're going to be about 30 minutes today, just chatting about all things dance and imposter syndrome. So thank you for joining me because I think you're amazing. Even even if we weren't related, you know, I say this all the time. I still think you're amazing. Um, (laughs) Let's get straight into it. Just tell me a little bit about yourself and how you got into dance. Um, Well, actually... I was very inspired by my big sister who did um, a solo one time with a with a mask and it was like really immersive and it was the first time I kind of saw a strong female who looked like me um, do something amazing. So that was actually one of my first um, kind of pushes to like think, yeah, I can actually, I don't need to rely on anyone else to dance by myself. And then I, from being in a in a primary school that was so cool to like perform like performing and being artistic was like pushed in my primary school which really helped me like I think it was a blessing to go to the primary school that I did because I feel like if I went to one that was purely academic I probably would have been a totally different person um so that really put me we was blessed to have like big up all the Russian green crew we were blessed to have like talent show every Friday at our school so it was mad like to be able to like all week I would become this little six-year-old choreographer and like get everyone in place and make sure everyone's on point for the talent show each week so that we could try and win um so from then I was very competitive artistically and stuff and then just from seeing like people like obviously everyone can relate to like Michael Jackson and seeing people like Janet Jackson and um and like Aaliyah was a big um inspiration to me as well because she sang and danced and I also wanted to sing when I was younger as well so that kind of all pushed me to just keep wanting to like attain my dreams and I was never I found it really hard to stick to like academic things um and do like normal jobs but um yeah I just had a call in to be creative I couldn't I could not be creative so yeah that was kind of my push to dance amazing and it's so interesting that the the inspiration you had I didn't plan that by the way I didn't Um, (laughs) it involved me dancing in a mask which is super interesting when we're talking about imposter syndrome and and not showing up fully in certain spaces tell me a little bit more about myself UK dance and the ethos behind that and what led you to create that yeah so I created myself UK dance in 2008 um and it was at the time I just found 
that a lot of female dancers that I knew were like either just dancing for other people or like a lot of the female crews were like weirdly run by men and I just found it quite interesting um that dynamic and I just wanted to create a space of females who wanted to really just share their voice and be themselves and not kind of be not forced but like contained in this expectation of having to dance a certain way which I still think happens now and I, I don't think it's a bad thing like I think females dancing in a feminine way or a sexual way is a great thing to express. Um, but sometimes I think it's put upon every single female and not all females want to dance like that. Like I I was ex I was happy to explore those things, but it wasn't like how I wanted to just be seen or just dance like that. So I just wanted to create a space and a collective that was able to do what they wanted and not just be like, okay, you, you can just do this. We wanted to see you do that, um, which I thought was really, uh, really important to do and something I still want to do now because I think that there's so much influence online of like how what a woman should look like like what a woman should should be or how the how a female should dance to kind of be successful and I see it a lot when I um when I when I see like people's photos like you know like professional photos and and again there's nothing wrong with like doing a photo shoot in lingerie and feeling sexy and being womanly but I just think if you're doing that because you think you have to, then I think that's the problem. Like, because I personally don't think that you have to dress a certain way to be successful. I think you can be yourself. Um, so, yeah. So tell me a little bit more about how myself is challenging that. In the um, I think it's just, it's just by being us. And, and for me, like, I, I want to... I want I want the females in the company and how it for it to grow to just be able to create what we want and I'm really interested in like even like all female casts like playing male roles and things like that or just like taking the gender away of some things um, mm. especially masculine like stuck roles or masculine style dances especially in hip-hop because it is very masculine masculine and um, male dominated which is a great thing as well as powerful but at the same time, I kind of want to strip that away again for the expectancy of a female not to just do one thing. Mm -hmm. um, so I think by the, the things that we create, like we're not your average female company, like you're not going to see us do, again, which is not bad, but like you won't see us just do loads of sexy in heels routines and things like that. Like we can explore that, but that's not our be all and end all. So I think just being us is how we can change stuff. Just exploring it, a, a spectrum yeah. of, of ways of being able to express yourself exactly yeah the way that you want to that's amazing so what's been your personal experience of being a female within well let's talk about the hip-hop dance industry which is predominantly male it may be getting better but what's been your personal experience about working your way through it because you've been in, in it for quite a few years now yeah um yeah I think it's been interesting it's been it's been amazing it's been an amazing journey um I think I think I was quite I've always been quite naive in that like whenever I enter a space I, I don't really think oh I'm the only female or I don't think that I'm like oh like yeah I'm the only woman here so I should really make that a thing mm -hmm. I, I only notice after or when someone said something and I think I'm also noticed when I'm like I would love more women to be in this space or I'd love more females to be in this space um I also again going back to like expectancy of a, of a woman or what a woman should be or what a female should be in the hip-hop scene or what our place is and I think that we're so amazing like we're, we we can do so many different things again I don't think we should ever be boxed into one space within it um I, yeah and I, I feel like 
the challenge has definitely been the expectancy of like because I'm a female choreographer I'm only going to be able to work with women or I'm only going to be able to produce feminine movement or I'm only going to be able to do this and I really want to and still I'm trying to break that 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 expectancy or that thought process because because men are always employed to do everything like as in like there there's no question when they're involved do you know what I mean so I think it would be great to have that with females as well and I guess it's what you what you show and what you share and I think it's just about I I always want to get better at doing that because I've never been the greatest at like social media or sharing all the things that I'm doing um, again, it's probably imposter syndrome. Thinking, am I like, am I good enough to be able to share this? Or mm. so, yeah. I think it's an interesting one. I think it's it's still it's still a challenge. Um, but I'm I'm not gonna let anything really get in the way of the things that I want to do, even if it takes me a little while longer than yeah. the average person. I love that you mentioned imposter syndrome. So this is really interesting to me because I think you're amazing. And Aww. we're talking about imposter syndrome in terms of. So just to clarify for anyone who's not sure what it means, it's basically like a, a psychological pattern where someone doubts their skills and their talents or their accomplishments. And they have this repeating idea that they're going to be exposed as a fraud. Like people will find out that they're not good enough or they don't deserve to be in the role or it's been a mistake that they've got the role in the first place. And it, it actually usually affects high achieving people quite a lot who find it difficult to accept their accomplishments. They can have a huge history of accomplishments and they can still feel not good enough. How have you seen imposter syndrome showing up in the creative dance space? Um, for me personally, like, especially when I was a lot younger and I was doing the absolute most, I was doing the most because I didn't feel like anything I was doing was, was up to par or like was being seen or, um, yeah, that I, I could always, and I'm still like that now, that, that there's always better, I can always do better, I could always be working more, I could always be working harder. And I think that that's, that is kind of imposter syndrome in a sense of that, that voice in your head going like, like you're not that good, like like you're, you're not good enough to be in this position that you're in, so you've got to like fight for it still, even if like for 10 million years I've been working in the industry and then like it's, I'm still not, I'm still not good enough to hold on to this position. Like that's that. I think that's the way I can describe the syndrome. Or like, yeah, like doing the most, feeling like you have to work harder than everyone in the space or in the room mm. uh, to hold on to it. And I think it also comes. And I get it, it, it. Different people will find it in different ways, but I think it can also depend on how you've grown up or what you've come from. Because because I find like imposter syndrome creeping up around money, like my relationship with money, like. Because I've I've been blessed and I'm and I and I should be more proud of the fact that I've been able to to do dance and entertainment as a career for a very long time and I've had to do like a side hustle or a side mm-hmm. job or anything mm-hmm. like that and to be able to pay my bills and and live off of purely dance and entertainment I think is an amazing achievement and if someone else told me that I'd be like that's amazing <laughs> and I'm like but I do that <laughs> so again it's that imposter syndrome of thinking like I'm I'm still not there yet like I'm still mm-hmm. not not qualified enough even when most times people will probably be like you're overqualified for this role or, mm-hmm. and I think it's a hard one to, to it's a hard one to acknowledge and it's a hard one to overcome because I think it creeps in as well in decision making like whether you should go for that thing mm-hmm. like am I am I am I strong enough or am I good enough to go for that role or even it even creeps up in me when I want to voice my opinions sometimes I'm like 
like, am I, am I like good enough to say this? Like, <laughs> so I, I definitely find it really challenging and, and deal with it on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. and, and I can see it a lot in the creative industry, even with a lot of um, artists that I get to work with or fellow creatives that I get to work with, like they'll do something or create something and think it's like not great. And I'm just like, this is amazing. Like, so I think it just, yeah, I think it's very prominent in, in the industry, in the creative industry. Mm -hmm. And I suppose in the creative industry, there is an element of, we're made to believe that jobs are scarce. So only the very best are going to get the jobs that are coming along. And it's interesting what you said about um, what, where you come from. So I just came off of a call where they were talking about how intersectionality can influence how people feel when it comes to imposter syndrome. So mm -hmm. the fact that you may have other things that you're working against, you, you may feel that because you're a female, you've got things working against you. If you're from a certain ethnic background, that may be working against you. If you've got different sexuality to the, the people predominantly in the same space as you, these all can influence how well you feel you fit into a space and that conversation was around how perhaps we need a culture shift so that people feel more comfortable going into those spaces so yeah. um i think one thing around that is having more role models and more people in those spaces mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um i think you're fascinating because you have like an insane amount of, of performance and choreography credits and you've toured and danced internationally you've done film you've done television what personal challenges have you had to overcome in terms of confidence and how have you managed to increase overcome those and increase your visibility to stand up in those spaces mm. i think it's just like the the hunger and the the fire like i i, I think because i'm still i feel like i'm still going through it so i don't feel like i have a, a solution but um but i think yeah i think it's just the hunger to want to be like i don't want to i don't, I don't want to like I don't want to leave this world not knowing that I've like given my absolute all. Um, so I think it's that thought of like, like, no, Chloe, like you need to show up. And mm -hmm. deliver. Mm -hmm. I think there's also a, a balance of, of allowing yourself to make mistakes and not always get it right. Um, and I, I find that really hard because mm -hmm. I want to do everything on point. And if I let someone down for me, it's like huge. Whereas like, I think there's people that are really good at like balancing if things don't work then it's just like let it go so I think that's something I'm definitely working on um I think yeah if, if there's I think yeah I think it's again it's it's, it's, it's hunger and how much you want something because like if you're I always think about it like if you're if you don't if you don't have something and, and you only have one way of getting it like you would do it do you know what I mean whereas if you've got loads of different options mm -hmm. it's it can get overwhelming so I think it's just about that hunger like like I never forget like it sounds so probably cheesy but when I left secondary school I was so driven to like make sure that I do and get the things that I want that I would like put myself in like risky spaces it's not risky now but like I remember I left school I didn't have any money like we like we was we didn't we haven't come from money like we didn't have money and I remember I left school and and I went and got a contract phone. Who am I? I got a contract <laughs> phone at like 16. I don't know how I did that as well. Um, the person must have liked me in the shop. Or <laughs> I don't know how I got a contract phone. But I got a contract phone and I was like, rah, I need to pay for this like every month. So it was like a push for me to go and get a job and make sure. Do you know what I mean? Like putting yourself in those spaces where it actually forces you. Like even like getting a new car last year, like I haven't I haven't had my own car 
for years because of touring and things like that. But I was like, no, I, I deserve to have a car and be able to like keep the maintenance of it and keep it up. But even doing that, it, it forces me to then go, well, boy, I need to pay for this car like every month. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I need to make sure that I've got things coming in. Um, so I think it's, yeah, the spaces that you put yourself in to push you to another uncomfortable level. Mm-hmm. Uncomfortability is so not nice, but it's so needed. That is something I've definitely learned. Like when I feel uncomfortable, I'm like, I need to remind myself that this is a good thing. Yeah. Because it's a new space that I'm in and a new space to navigate. Whereas if I keep staying in the most comfortable spaces, it's probably what is draining and, and quite boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and, yeah, and that element of there being stretch, and you can't grow without without that, that element of stretch. Exactly. What, in terms of support with building your confidence and stuff, did you seek anything outside of you? So did you bring in any sort of mentors or any role models within your dance space to help you feel more confident? Um, I feel like there's been so many people um, that have inspired me. Um, I'd be so bad at like an Oscar award speech. You don't have to like, listen to oh, that. <laughs> um, no, but... Um, someone that I really 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 have been grateful to um speak to has been um Kimberly J has been a a really big help for me um mental wise especially business wise and brand wise and taking taking myself seriously and, and and finding value um like business value especially as well um, within my work um having you as an amazing sister and an amazing coach as well um has definitely helped more so uh listening to myself more and like being confident in mm-hmm. in hearing what my intuition is saying and what like where my mentality is at um yeah definitely like uh Aaron Silas who I've been working with a lot as well he's been a great 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 mentor to have um even if he hasn't signed up for it but he's (laughs) unofficial (laughs) he doesn't know that but (laughs) he's been someone great to um to be around and learn from um has and has helped me gain a lot more confidence um in what I want to do and what I want to where I want to be a part of and what I want to create um and just yeah just the amazing people around me I think I'm blessed to be around some some pretty sick like dope people mm-hmm. um that I always draw from and learn from um and I think I just need to put myself out there a little bit more as well in, around those environments because I think the pandemic has definitely made me feel a bit more anxious in life like um and that it it has made me question myself a lot more mm. um because I've I've definitely held back from the kind of social media world of sharing loads of stuff and I need to I think that is somewhere I need to be uncomfortable in and mm-hmm. just like do loads of things totally wrong just to like navigate it a bit better. <laughs> um because I'm so not like social media savvy. So anyone that wants to be my social media mentor, <laughs> there's a plug there's a plug there that's so interesting that the importance of having a tribe as well and people that can um show you where you want to get to where you're capable of getting to and just reflect back the achievements that you've had and to help you recognize how far you've come because we can get so caught up in got to do the next thing got to do the next thing that wasn't good enough got to be better and you're leaving behind this trail of amazing things that you've achieved but you're forgetting those and you're forgetting those that can be used as evidence to help fight against that imposter syndrome as well because people have achieved so much but sometimes they forget um what would you advise someone who is just starting out on their career in the creative creative industry um I would say 
especially now in this crazy time you've just got I think you've just got to do whatever it is that you want to do and then the people that want to jump on board great the people that don't just keep it moving I think that's something if I could have told my younger self Mm. I think I was quite driven anyway but like I think it's weirdly as I've got older that I've been more cautious or conscious um, of if if an idea is right or not or if it's going to work or if people are going to like it I think that I think as as it, if you're much younger, it's definitely easier for you to just do what you want to do. So I think it's really important to just go with that um, and learn as much as you can, do as much as you can um, to learn more. Um, the more experience, I think experience is so much experience is so much more um, effective than like academically reading about something or mm-hmm. learning something from afar. I really think you need to get into things to understand because there's so many different things that happen in reality of a job or reality of a performance or the reality of of, of a tour and things mm-hmm. like that and I only learned these things by being in them I never really learned the the most about it by just reading or being yeah. told about it or educated or told about it so I think that's really important is experience for sure. Yeah. So there's something around there about just taking action and trying stuff. And again, not worried about failing. Cause you mentioned about how it's got, you've become more cautious as you got older. When we're kids, we're trying stuff, we're playing, we're, yeah. Yeah, we're a bit more fearless and we can bring some of that back into our current journey just to make stuff more fun as well. Exactly. Just it's so serious. Yeah. How about we have some more fun? How about we have some more fun? <laughs> that is exactly what I, I would love to promote. Because and, and I think I have that naturally. Sometimes I have to tone it down. It's <laughs> but it, I think you just have to find the funny stuff in everything or the, the laugh in everything just to mm-hmm. keep that light, that lightness. Otherwise, right. it becomes a drag. Right. It becomes really heavy and you don't want that. So, yeah, I agree 100%. Cool. Okay, lady, I know you're very, very busy. Thank you so much for joining us. How can people find you if they want to follow you so you can inspire them or if you want to hook up for social <laughs> Yes, um, I have a, a lovely new website that I'm really proud of that Miss Kimberly Day helped me create. Well, she created it, but we worked together. Gorgeous. Um, it, was ama- it was amazing to do that. And she's so, she's, she's a superhero. But yeah, if you can find me on uh, chloedean.com. Or um, my Instagram is the same, at Chloe Dean. Um, sort of a K, K-L-O-E, E-A-F. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can find me there. But it's been such a pleasure to talk to you. And I love you so much. My, my biggest inspiration. <laughs> Bless <laughs> you. I love you so much. Have a good day. Take care. I'll speak to you later. Speak to you later. <laughs> you can jump off now. I love you. Bye. <laughs> so that was the amazing Chloe Dean. And I'm so grateful that she was able to join me and talk a little bit about her experience in the dance world. Now there is a whole other conversation, we kind of touched on it a little bit today about intersectionality and how imposter syndrome can affect certain groups of people more than others. But the key thing I'd like for you to remember today is that if you are experiencing thoughts of not being good enough, you're not alone in that, you're not the only person. And there are things that you can do to challenge those thoughts. One of the things that you can do is, we talked about earlier, is create evidence for yourself, create an evidence folder. So think about everything that you've achieved, everything that you've pulled together, all of your, everything that you're proud of, people, things that people have told you you're good at, people, um, things that people have praised you for, put them in a folder together so that whenever you are feeling that little bit of doubt about whether or not you should be in a space, you can go back to that, to that folder for a reminder. Now, there is something about putting yourself in a stretch zone if you are 
entering into a space you've not been in before, if you are challenging yourself, if you are trying to make yourself more visible, those spaces are going to feel uncomfortable. But what we're, we need to focus on is what we're bringing to that space and what that value is and how we're serving other people and helping other people just by being in that space. So remember how powerful you are just by showing up. It's also part of my role as a coach uh, to guide the people through that process of breaking down those unhelpful thoughts and ensure that they're not holding themselves back from achieving everything that they're capable of and that they deserve. So feel free to DM me if that's something that you'd like to explore a little bit more. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Self Sessions. If you did, please share, like, subscribe and stay in touch by heading over to marissamccallum.com. I am, of course, until next time, wishing only love.